0: We are traveling back to Canada, so buckle up to interview a true legend, in my opinion. He's a hard worker and someone I had a chance to get to know better on my newer series on YouTube, Viting with Authors. From TED Talks to multiple companies, we're diving into it all today. And Krishna hailed from a small village in India, and after being born into poverty, the lack of necessities made him work harder, and he became hungry to achieve something better for himself his future family, and the generations to come. As a 10-year-old, he thought money would solve all of his problems. In fact, this thought vanished as he got older and understood there was something greater. A higher purpose now drives him to reach his goals, and his self-discoveries lead him to an inner passion with helping others through mentoring, giving, compassion, and love. His entrepreneurial endeavors are endless, but they do include startups, SnapQR, an NFC, and a VR-based technology for automotive dealerships. He also founded Buddy Golf, which is a golf booking app with real-time foursomes and guaranteed low-cost bookings. During COVID-19, we all had to pivot, and something he did was produce a live-to-inspire talk show podcast where he featured experts. Leaders and mentors, and you can catch this on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and YouTube. His efforts in the entrepreneurial sector did earn him this prestigious Entrepreneur of the Year award from the local chamber of commerce, and three Keystone awards, including a gold from Canadian Home Builders Association, which he is very proud of, and I am proud of as well. He is also a motivational speaker. As I mentioned, he does it all. He did some TED talks. He's a two-time Quillie Award winner and a three-time XB award in Hollywood for his contributions to arts and communications. Krishna, it's great to see you, my friend.
1: Hey, Vincent. Good to to see you again,
0: man. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm excited to jump into this show today. And everyone, be sure to stick around for the spotlight story at the end of the show. Since we have an expert in digital marketing, a subject we can all improve on, we're going to hop into an article I found from Startup Grind titled, five tips entrepreneurs need to know about digital marketing. And I am excited to share that this summer's episodes will be brought to you in part by speaker coach Cesar Cervantes, specializing in helping you get your transformative message to the TEDx stage, guaranteed. To schedule your free brainstorming session, visit the link in the show description or caesarcervantes.tv. We're going to find out why he became an entrepreneur. So Krishna, you've accomplished a whole lot in your entrepreneurial career. Let's start at the beginning.
1: Hey, um, you know, really, it all depends. Um, For everybody, it's a different goal. Like, you know, like I said, for me, I wanted to have my basic necessities met. However, I realized there is much bigger things to life. Um, So now I focus on what is the why behind everything I do and what is the purpose. So the why is what leading me to create new entities and solving problems and creating solutions in tech space. And the purpose that drives me is the more money you can have, the more changes that you can create in this world, like whether you're helping a nonprofit, or you're sitting on a board that creates a climate change policies. So most, you know, whether we agreed or not, everything in this world is measured by the top 50 list, right? Are you Elon Musk? Or are you Jeff Bezos? Right? Like, but In your in your given locality, you can be the top leader to influence some of these changes that can eventually push to the national level and you know cause a greater impact. Um, And that's what I drive by now, and that's kind of motivates me being an entrepreneur trying to identify new things all the time. Okay, let's make this happen.
0: I think you're doing the right thing. I learned in the beginning as well. Different backgrounds, but I also thought money would solve all my problems. I thought, okay, I was a finance major. I was hyper-focused on money, went to MBA. I share this story often where I got this job I thought it would make me happy. I was earning more money than I did. I had the title, all of these things, but I learned I was as least happy as I'd been in quite some time. So that's what took me out of that rat race, if you will, to start writing my first book. I know you've written a bunch of books. We might as well plug some of these books. We had your latest book on writing with authors, I believe the golden keys to success. Is it golden rules of success? Yes. Okay. So I was close. Let's talk about one of your other books real quick.
1: Well, golden rules of success is like my entrepreneur journey, right? Like I went to my post-graduation in England. Uh, so being a student, you can only work part-time. So I want to find something that really pays me more money right. for a short amount of time,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: So I don't have to work 40 hours, but I can still complete that in half of the time and still be able to make some more of the money, right? So it's just kind of like trying to be smart. But at the same time, I came across... Uh, Sir Richard Branson's books, Create, Let's Do It, how he started the Virgin Empire. So that changed my entire perspective on entrepreneurship. Once I start, you know, forming the companies, I went back and used some of these principles. But that's where it all started, right? And in the golden rules of success, I cover like 10 steps on what I did to get where I am today. So it's kind of like a snippets of or summary of my entrepreneurial journey. So that journey never ends. Like I call it like being an entrepreneur is an ongoing thing. It's just not like I did one thing and I'm successful. That's great. So you are always hungry and you want to do more things. And that's where we we're, were born into creating these things. Um, and there is on book that's called, it's called the big secret uh, co authored with Jack Canfield and some of these other entrepreneurs in the world. Um, and it covers more on the philosophic approach of what got me to be an entrepreneur. So, I grew up in India and it's always been there's a lack of things, right? Like, you know, whether it's books, clothes or food, whatever that is, uh, you know, it's kind of like upper middle class, but still compared to other standards, it's still considered poor. Right. So all I was thinking is, how do I create more of what I want? Like, you know, I want to have a nice blazer, right? Like even it's 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 like people perceive you based on what you're wearing and how you're behaving, how you're talking. And, you know, somewhere it can be racist too, like you look brown, are you Mexican or are you Indian, right? So it's, it's deeper things that happen around this issue. So I was like, how can I be invincible being uh, born in India and, you know, facing all, some of these racism issues, but also become indispensable? And so I focused on gaining knowledge. And I studied and, and worked hard in terms of buying these books. They're not cheap, right? Like, you know, I, I tr- by trade, I'm an electrical engineer in India. So how can I afford that? And then how do I use that knowledge and expertise to create something that creates money? Uh, if you read any of these entrepreneurial books... Uh, the system is built for the businesses and entrepreneurship because at the end of the day, governments need taxes to build infrastructure and whatnot. So they do incentivize companies that are creating jobs, that are creating solutions, and they are creating revenues. And, And when I realized that, why don't I have my own company? But it didn't happen until I was 30 years old in Canada because I was afraid. What if I fail? What would my parents think? What would my friends think, right? So it's just all the self-negative talk. But this is where the Jack Canfield piece comes in. Uh, Everybody knows him through his Soul Soup series books. Uh, They really motivate you. talks about love, love, attraction, and manifestations. So when I came across his work, I started realizing there are things that I can do energetically to shift my mind towards creating what I want in my life and that is where the of attraction came in place and I start using that and you know some of my discoveries through my childhood uh, to where I am today that was discussed in the big secret book uh, but it's more from the, the energy point of view. Like some of the things um, that I came across when I was a kid, it didn't make sense, like why I'm going through, right? But now I can look back and say, okay, because of that hurdle, that obstacle happened like 25 years ago, now I built a belief around my philosophies and core values. Now I'm not afraid of that anymore. My it's all those little, little switches just kind of changes, right? So The Big Secret, again, other Amazon bestselling book, uh, it covers more on the law of attraction manifestations.
0: I think you're very inspiring because you're just going to keep going. You're going to keep putting out value into the world. It wasn't just the business, it's the books. And that's similar to what I'm doing, trying to help people from as many different angles as I get. Some people want to read it in a book. Some people want to see it like right now on the podcast. They want to listen to it on the podcast. Do what we can as entrepreneurs to help others on their journey. I love it. But before we hop into your business talk again, and we talk all about that, we mentioned some things that are challenging in entrepreneurship that itty-bitty committee in our head, will we fail, will we not? What are some of the other challenging parts of entrepreneurship for you?
1: You know, um,
0: it's it's not
1: easy, like being an entrepreneur, um, you know, just know that, but also have those goals in place, but also create that action point, that attaching to the goals, right? Like how I'm going to get there. And I was a programmer, right? So it's kind of like engineering background to computer science and programming. I never ran a business by myself. I was managing a department, running all those marketing campaigns for that company, but don't know anything about HR, don't know anything about finance, don't know anything about process or systems of the work. So I spent about like eight months to a year learning all these aspects of the business, not from the perspective of I want to be expert on these things, but understand these things so you can hire people that are experts in that field that can help you to accelerate your growth. I could have done that sooner Mm -hmm. than waiting. You know, I can do this. I can try it, right? And a lot of business owners are very similar. Like rather than getting an expert and say, let's get this done now, Versus I want to try that social media. I want to try that SEO. I I have the time. So what they're forgetting is they're not building the systems and process for the growth and scalability of the company. And that was one of the mistakes that I did as I was growing ROI MediaWorks or any other companies. Uh, but now it's all about the systems and process with the right people in place.
0: Systems are everything for me, even from the podcast systems I have to my writing processes. Saving time is everything. Feeling comfortable is everything. And for me, systems keeps me organized, keeps me in place. I, as a solopreneur, had to learn everything as well in the beginning. I had to be okay at everything. Now, finally trying to take some pressure off myself with social media. I am not the best at it, but for me, it was showing up was half the battle. I had to show up. In the beginning, I had that committee in my head. Why do I deserve to do this? Why should I do this? What if I fail? So what if you fail? Everyone listening on, we all battle this in our head, but. Like anything else, once you try it once, once you get started, things always get just a little bit easier. And now VK has pushed through another business and another business. Let's talk about some of these companies in a little more detail. So
1: it's all about finding the solutions, right? Like entrepreneurship falls down to finding solutions and using that solution to make a you know a revenue out of it. And Snap QR, it was very early, and if you have been to any of the car lots. Saturdays, Sundays, Sundays, they're closed on the weekends. So if you want to get more information about a car that's on the lot, there's no way you can do that. So that's where the Snap QR came in place. So we created QR codes okay. and you can tap the phone, but it's truly totally technology for the markets. You know, we're seeing the VR in the last four or five years, but that company I started like back in 2010. So it used to only work with the Samsung because i iPhones didn't have the NFT, um, not the NFT, the... The, the scanners. I mean, you now you can scan the QR code and you can click the link, go to the website. So we built an entire system like a content management system for auto dealers to load their inventory and that connects for lead generation for the business and then for people that are getting more information about the vehicles that's around the lot. I love and that. most of these people don't want to talk to anybody. Like, you know, I'm just browsing around. Why are you bothering me? And if you know any of these car salespeople, they want to get that deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It's, you, so, want to know, you want to know right now. I don't want to wait till Monday. What if the car is gone?
1: Yeah, that's, that's all the things they just get to you. And uh, people are being more aware of what's happening because the internet allows them to do more research and to get more details, right? Um, and then that was good. And then Buddy Golf is like, you know, I became a golfer. I, I enjoyed walking on the green grasses and just enjoying the company of some of these successful entrepreneurs and business owners. So uh, I was... Not on the on the top list, right? Like, you know, they, they look at their handicap, okay, 10, 12, and I'm like, my handicap is in the 20s, so I'm not going to talk about this, but I still want to play with the people that are at the similar level. So that's the necessity allowed me to create Buddy Golf. So how do I create fun out of golf and create a foursome within like minutes, like finding the right-minded people and also making that booking happen. And all you had to do is, you know, I'm golfing at this course at this time and it sends a notification to other similar people in your network that are your friends or strangers if you allow them to. And then once the foursome is ready, it just makes that booking.
0: So where where is this located? Where can you use this app? This is,
1: this, this is in countless markets. Like it doesn't exist anymore. So there is a, other company that's backed by NBC Sports came up with the same features and we couldn't compete. So again, you know, yes, we made it, we made some money, but again, like, can we sustain that competing at the $30 million a year? We couldn't, right? So it's all about being an entrepreneur, making that decisions too, knowing when to stop, when to pull yourself back. So Again, that's another company. And then ROI MediaWorks is the agency that's been running all along. Because I love marketing. I love getting the message out for businesses. I love talking to this business and say, hey, this is something you can use, right? And that's actually making a huge difference. Like Not only getting the customers, not only solving a customer's problem, but also the business is growing and the business is employing more people. So there's the whole effect of like the economies around entrepreneurship.
0: And I wouldn't say, or I w- I would ask you, wouldn't you say those aren't failures because they didn't work out? You probably had a ton of lessons learned along the way in each company.
1: Yeah, it's all the lessons, right? Like um, during that time, I was sitting with a, you know investors, so I've been trying to like I was in Silicon Valley every six months trying to see what's happening in technology. So I want to take some of the ideas and inspire from it, right? So along that lines, I ran into some of these investors and VC firms and even people from like Y Combinator. The way they look at things is way different, right? What I learned from those people, maybe one or two out of 20 companies become like really successful. That's where they make that 18 times, 20 times, or 50 times the money. rest of them do go bust. Yeah. But the experience, what you learn from this as an entrepreneur, you can use it to something else. So after one company to another, you know, we just started another sales agency in the solar market. I wasn't afraid of trying something new. <laughs> but what started was, you know, my first company took like five years to really get to a stage. Okay, you know, I can do this kind of level, right? And that's where like 90% of businesses fail in all across North America. So if you pass the five years mark, you're doing great. So keep going. So I I use those lessons not only to shorten that time for creating a company, creating the teams, creating the systems. So I'm not waiting for another five years to create a company. Right. I can do it like over three months, knowing mm-hmm. I need this process, I need these systems, the tools, and I need these type of people to work on it. And I think what I learned is leaving the control over to the right people and learning that, right? Because as you start as a solopreneur, you want to get your hands on everything, know, everything, but building that trust with your team and say, Hey, you know, you're in charge of this. Let's get this taken care of.
0: And that's all it's about not being scared to take that risk. That is entrepreneurship risk, risk, risk one way or the other. You're risking, you're risking it. You have to figure it out whether you're risking your time risking if you're going to make it, but you've got to just be confident in your skill sets. You've learned a lot of things all the way and you just um, touched on building the right team. That's something that I'm sure you've gotten pretty darn good at now on your third, fourth company. But one way to learn and improve is from our lessons learned. Another way to improve is through books, workshops, apps, VK. What is one tool that you use that builds success for you that you can lend forward to our community?
1: so for any entrepreneurs that are starting over um i highly recommend the the business model canvas that's where everybody wants to look at it and then once you have the idea materialized you definitely want to spend some time on market validation that kind of gives you some ideas whether it's going to be successful or not using the existing data and once you have that you can get into the tech startup and do whatever you want. But if you're a brick and mortar store, you take a different route. But those two steps are critical for any entrepreneur starting over.
0: I love it. Everyone put the planning in, put the preparation in. There's a lot of things I wish I knew back then. That's one of the reasons why I started this show to help you on your journey, scale quicker Find happiness quicker and your definition of success quicker. But before we hop into this startup grind article, five tips entrepreneurs need to know about digital marketing. It's time for my funnest question. Which entrepreneur would you choose to sit down with that you have not met yet, dead or alive, to pick their brain?
1: You know, I haven't met Sir Richard Bronson yet. Like, he, he's my go to guy, right? Because Um, We learn certain things from different entrepreneurs at different levels, like, you know, I admire Robin Sherman, and Jack Canfield, these type of people from building the core values and teams and motivating your teams. Uh, But from the innovation and entrepreneurship side of the things, uh, I love Sir Richard Bronson. And because he's at that age where you can say, okay, I can see 80 years of his life, how many companies he started, how many companies you acquired. You always build in that next big thing, right? Like one of the things in our agency world that happens is a lot of agencies come together, becomes like a bigger agency over time, right? Uh, those mergers and acquisitions. So when would you know you're at that stop, uh, at that step, and say, I can take that chance and say, let's move on to the next level? So I, I missed an opportunity to meet him, but he would be the guy that I want to sit with him and interview. Who knows? Maybe one of these days that might come,
0: come true. You'll have to tag him when the episode comes out, but we're going to delve a bit deeper before this spotlight story. Where is the meeting going down? If you could pick that too.
1: Where would that be? He always had these um, nectar islands, right? Like that's where he conducts a lot of these mass friend groups and, uh, uh, that that's where I want to be because it's his home and you can get the best out of him when they're on their home turf and talking okay. about their home turf.
0: I agree with that. I love when my guests choose that. You want them to be comfortable because if they're comfortable, they're going to give you more value. And learning from a guy like that, I think there's how you go. 5X, 10X, 20X overnight. But... Thank you for choosing that. Thank you for explaining where it would be. Let's hop into this week's spotlight story. Again, you can follow along in the show description. It's called Five Tips Entrepreneurs Need to Know About Digital Marketing. I'm going to bring up all five, touch on them briefly, and then we're going to bring on BK to give some insight into his most valuable points that we make. Here's where the article starts. Having a mobile optimization strategy, excuse me, is not optional seo is not dead and it is not a project digital marketing is more than just pay-per-click ads great content equals great rewards and conversion rate optimization can create a big impact in a short time technology and digital marketing strategies they're always changing as early stage startups and entrepreneurs are looking to get the pre-product market fit right they should not consider product development to be more important than branding or digital marketing. Everything that a customer experiences is the product. There is, this is something that both startups and media companies don't always fully understand. Things like creating content, blogging, and building brand awareness around a product are often considered a secondary experience and a secondary part of the company, which is a completely wrong way of thinking, the article puts. In many instances, what a customer first experiences about your product is on the internet or in the media long before they get a chance to actually touch or use it firsthand. If your company does not have both of these aspects working together in alignment, then you could be causing yourself problems with building awareness with your company and product. I touched on the big five tips here, VK, that the article points out. What are your most important ones, do you think?
1: I think most of them forget about the the conversion rate optimization. Uh, You know, everybody does the SEO. Uh, I think they're all valid points, but understanding your own business and where your customers are can really define your marketing strategy and where you want to invest your advertising budgets. And to some extent, for any business, if they have that branding and marketing awareness uh, and the sales service aspect of it becomes much easier Mm -hmm. because they already know about your brand. So you're not trying to sell them anything. They already know what you're offering, what are the features this product has and how that's going to solve their problem. All they're wondering is the price and then how that can be delivered to their doorstep, right? And when it comes to that, Conversion rate optimization, a lot of businesses don't invest any money into it. Like, yeah, maybe they do some SEO. But when you look at what's actually the conversion rate optimization, uh, like recently, I came across a business that's into e-commerce. So we were very specific looking at their numbers and say, hey, you know, your conversion rates for the sales are around 0.3%. You know, the industry average, you really want to be 1.5, 1.8% if you can be. So that's like 60% increase just by tweaking the pages on the website, product pages, and shopping cart, and then how you recovering the shopping cart at the end of the day, right? Like the quick wins, using the existing traffic that you already have and optimizing towards what the customer is asking for. So knowing these parameters, right? But if if it is a business that's just starting over and doesn't have that much traffic, you focus on how do you build that awareness? How do you build that traffic? And that can be SEO, that can be paid media campaigns, that can be, you know, some of these viral influencer campaigns.
0: I love the advice out there. It's something I've been in the back end working on too. I am working on getting some merch together to put back on my site to go back with my books. Now that COVID is hopefully passed, I had to take my books off my website because, the post office was taking so long to deliver all my books where why not just go to Amazon where you can get it Prime? They're not going to let you down. And even though I make a lot less, as you know, on Amazon, you really don't make much money on your self-published books. It's not about the dollar for the book. It's about creating the good customer experience, making sure the customer wants to come back, read my second book, third book, come back and support my endeavors. VK, you delivered a great show. I really appreciate you taking the time to come back for another podcast episode with me. Where is your website? Where's your social media? All things VK.
1: People can find me on um, LinkedIn or Instagram. It's uh, VK, like any, L-A-K-K-I-N-E-N-I. Or you can just Google my name, uh, like in any. Uh, One of the things i worked on is getting the knowledge panel on Google. It's kind of pretty prestigious and takes a lot of years to get there. Uh, so now I have that. So you can't miss me. If you find Google my name, you'll I'll be there.
0: I recently got the uh, author and speaker designation on Google as well, which was really, really cool. I'm really excited about that. But everyone, be sure to go check out his content. Say hello to him. He's a great guy to know. As I mentioned, with the companies, the TED Talks, the books, there is a lot to learn from. And we are at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media. And until next week, we are signing off here, VK. It's great to see you, and we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks, my friend. Thanks for having me.